Hey everyone, welcome to Psychedelic Radio. I'm Christina Thomas and I am the president and founder of Myself Wellness. With me is Charles Patty, who is the chief education officer and brand ambassador. Each week we'll be pushing boundaries, breaking taboos, and shedding light on the use of psychedelic medicines. We want to share expert knowledge and firsthand accounts of those who experience transformative psychic shifts using psychedelics. Journeying with us today is Benjamin McDonough. Ben is an amazing guy, and after dealing with a lifetime of physical pain from multiple surgeries and kidney transplant, Ben was advised by doctors that opioid medication was the only solution to his chronic pain. The prognosis was the beginning of a long road of drug dependence that left him feeling depressed, anxious, and suicidal. It wasn't until he learned about a new innovative psychedelic treatment, ketamine, that things began to change in his life. After only one ketamine session, his suicidal thoughts subsided and he was mentally able to step outside of his traumas and view them from a third party perspective. So, hey, Ben, how's it going, man? How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, Waking up and enjoying life. Another day. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I guess basically, how, let, let's go ahead and um, if you if you don't mind, kind of starting on you know what led you on your psychedelic journey and what it was like before, you know, during and then after. Yeah, so um, so I uh, had experience with psychedelics for I'd say since 2012, um, but you know it was always my own journey and, and kind of experiencing um, you know mushrooms or. Um, you know, LSD or things like that. Um, but it really, you know, it got my interest peaked and started to make me realize, you know, I had a big ego on top of all this stuff that I've ever learned throughout my life. And I'm, you know, it gave me that first clue that, Hey, maybe I'm programmed and I'm not exactly me, me. So, you know, I, I, that was a small experience that I had, um, you know, back 2012. Um, it wasn't until, recently or not recently I should say back in 2018 where my father had actually uh, passed away and he was a big um, foundation you know part of my identity I guess I would say I I really uh, zoned in with him so when I lost him it felt like I lost myself I felt I had no identity whatsoever and um, that's what brought me back to psychedelics but I was too scared to try what I had tried before you know uh, mushrooms or LSD because it can kind of put you in a headspace sometimes that you're not prepared for and there's no off button so you're on for the ride yeah. so you know you know when I learned about ketamine and you know that feeling of the emotions not being the first thing that you attach to um, made me really want to look into a facility that actually you know provided ketamine not my own thing so that's when I started looking for you know, places in Bonita, and I found you guys. Um, and I sat on it for probably, I don't know, for a while, I probably a whole year, all 2020, kind of just, you know, <laughs> not doing it, too scared. But uh, finally came around when I, you know, met you on when I was working on a food truck with my mom one day, and just me and you kind of clicked, and you started talking about ketamine, and I was like, all right, well, <laughs> this must be some, some sign right here. So yeah, it was just uh, the, Ketamine was just a very different psychedelic from what I had tried before. And like I said, it's just, um, it was something that allowed me to kind of jump away from the emotions and 
like I said, view them from a third party, like Christina was saying. And um, that's just what I could say is a big difference in psilocybin and ketamine. But that was really why I seeked it out was probably because of my father. Um, and I just knew the anxiety was also adding to my pain as well, because we all know how, you know, it can be psychosomatic sometimes as well. So, um, yeah, ketamine helped me really kind of get all that and grasp it all together. Um, one thing I love that you touched on (laughs) one thing, one thing I love that you touched on. And like, this is actually what I really try to explain to people is that I feel that ketamine should almost be, or should be the introduction stage of psychedelic journeys for people. And the reason being is, is because it has that calming euphoric effect to it, where it really does take the anxiety out of the situation. You know, I I think that was really beneficial for me when I did my treatments, because it really truly allows you to let go. Well, that and you're in a facility too. So if you do have a tough experience and and you need help integrating it after you need somebody to hold your hand, you're not just kind of alone in your bedroom or wherever it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's like having this experience. Professional trip sitters. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, it's like, so like you're saying, like it's being in a facility too, that, that helps. And, and your guys' facility specifically, it wasn't, you know, you're, you're going into a psychedelic trip and being in a doctor's office is going to be a weird feeling and a lot of nervous energy. So first thing walking in your facility is like, okay, this is tuned down and like, you know, made it. So you really, you're really comfortable and not, you don't, you don't hear beeping. You don't hear, you know, the weird sounds that you hear in a doctor's office. So it's a very calm setting to be able to let go. So you guys do a really well job at the facility with, uh, with Thank you. being able to, you know, have that environment. Thank you. But, so, um, so, yeah, so, the, so what, so what, so when, so when you started your treatments, what did you really start to, what, when, what did you start to see like immediately? Like, was there an immediate change or was there instant relief or what, what do you say was, uh, what medications uh, were you on before starting your ketamine? Oh yeah. Okay. So I was, I was on, um, so I was on Xanax, Xanax XR. So I was, you know, for the extended release and then they had for breakthrough as well, because I would still have panic attacks even while on Xanax. It didn't make sense. They also had me on um, the highest dose of fentanyl. um, And then I had also Dilaudid breakthrough medication for that antidepressants, um, you know, anything to pretty much numb out that feeling of not wanting to address kind of almost not wanting to address it the issue that I was facing and the medicines wasn't allowing me to process. It was just, it was just, like I said, numbing out and doling out things. So the one thing I did notice with ketamine is it, it, it had that antidepressive effect immediately. Like I went in that day, you know, honestly, I went in with still had suicidal thoughts thinking to myself, this doesn't work, you know, whatever, <laughs> this, this is it. Yeah. So coming out of that first treatment and just having that, it's, feeling like I was above water for the first time. Like I had been drowning for all that time. And I just had finally a fresh air and I came back, you know, grateful for once, you know, grateful to be here. Whereas every other day before that, I was waking up dreading, you know, Oh no, another day where I'm going to have to go through feeling like crap all day or, you know, not, not feeling confident in myself or not having self-love and, you know, first treatment in was me realizing, oh, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy right now. I'm my own issue. 
You know, I can't be pointing fingers. This is the issue. This is the issue when you have to do the work within. And I think that the first treatment really pretty much gave me that message. Like, hey, wake up. You got to do this yourself. You can't be, you know, expecting it just to happen out of thin air. It's got to, you know, have to do work with it. Yeah, man. That's beautiful. No, it reminds me of a meme that I've seen. And it has this, like, it's a little baby, like, like a young Asian toddler. And he's got this boot. And it's like pushed on the side of his head and he's like on the ground and it says before my spiritual awakening. And then it says, and then there's another picture under it and it shows that he has his arm in the boot and it's pushing down on his own head. And it says, after my spiritual awakening. yeah. And, and it's the truth, man. You know, it's like, I, I had the same kind of thing for a lot of years where like I was projecting and, and, and not doing the, the inner work. And, and like, I think that that's what, you know, I think that that's what psychedelic medicines really spark in people from what I see. And I know it did in my own personal journey is it really gives you the opportunity to take the reins of your own life and take charge because you're getting rid of the depression and the anxiety and the PTSD or whatever's ailing you. So. Right. No, exactly. And then like, like I remember you talking about your experience of like, uh, you know, seeing, seeing Jesus and just being able to feel that love and you know, not even being a major religious person. No. Before, you know, so you, I, you have, have I have these experiences like that. Oh, yeah, go for it. It's beautiful. No. Um, everybody should have those experiences. <laughs> I just want to go back because you talked about all of those medications that you are on. Were you able to get off of any of them? Were you able to um, cut down the dosage of them? Just because I don't want to leave people hanging here. For sure. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no it, it helped me um, definitely through my all my treatments. I was able to actually get off fentanyl i mean i'm, I'm still on op- some opioid medication but the amount i was able to cut down was over be, over half within the first week of treatment Amazing. and that, that's unheard of for people you know on opiates that, with withdrawals and everything so yeah it's definitely something there with academy being able to you know help you heal in terms of you know substance reliance and, and stuff like that it it, it really helped me kind of rewire my head and and how I react to the pain and immediately you know what I mean maybe be able to kind of I feel like uh, it's hard to explain uh, ketamines almost helped me rework around um the way I always reacted to the pain now I know just you know maybe come back to my breathing don't focus on it as much just kind of detach from it a little bit don't have to be focused on it so yeah it's it's just the self-realizations that you're able to, to get with these, you know, psychedelic medication is, you know, really putting you back in power, like you're explaining. And I love how you talk about, you know, going back to your breath and doing all of these things, continuing this daily yeah. practice in your life. You know, I, I tell people that psychedelic medicines are amazing. Ketamine therapy is fantastic, but it's what what you do after the treatments are over the the changes that you make in your life that are the real recipe for the long-term success with the medicine i, I give the analogy as a control alt delete for the old program but now it's time to put mm-hmm. a new program into place and i, I really yeah. commend you for taking charge and and really moving forward like that in your own journey and i commend you well, i appreciate that i appreciate that yeah, yeah, i mean i guess it really coming from my background of like programming and really being with you know, computers and everything, it just, I guess it helped me break down and see my brain as just the computer. Like you're saying, and, all, and, and for the programming that we've had over time, 
wasn't necessarily us programming ourselves, you know, through, through whether it's through youth or through your, your teenage years, even some of your adult life, you don't realize you could still be being programmed external sources, not anything within, you know, your own work. So being able to, you know, felt like I was able to break down my programming and build my own programming one by one, you know, layer, layer it up. And um, one, one thing, you know, one thing after the other, but in its own time, you know, I had, I had to trust the process too. You know, I couldn't just expect it to happen overnight. So like you said, it's ongoing process. It's, it's, um, but it's definitely the booster catalyst that, that helps. So. For sure, man. You know, I, when I was in detox years ago, I had been in there for like a couple of weeks and I was still sick from all of the drugs I was taking. And I went up to the nursing station and I was like, am I ever going to feel better? <laughs> and the nurse looked at me and she's like, listen, you can't walk six miles into the woods and expect to get airlifted right out. You got to walk yep. the six miles back out of the woods. And I feel uh-huh. like that's what, you know, that's what this stuff does. It's the catalyst of switching the direction and starting your journey out of the woods, you know, and people exactly. don't, you know, people don't take in a lot of people just think that this is a magic pill or a magic, a quick fix. This is a shot. And it's going to, and like, yeah, yeah, it will change your life immediately where you will feel all kinds of relief and you'll have, you know, you'll get rid of all of these things that have been ailing you, right. but, like, but like it's work. This is work. Mm-hmm. This is the deepest yeah. work that there is. And I commend anybody that, you know, goes on a journey like this. And it takes a lot of courage to, you know, to to realize that, you know, like that a lot, a lot of the time I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. It, it's just being able to facing your ego head on and realizing, hey, ego, are you going to work with me or are we going to battle it out? like, you know, for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much the, you know, the conversation you have with yourself. Um, and like, uh, something interesting I want to bring up, like how you, I think you mentioned it before in, in terms of everything and realizing that everything's energy mm-hmm. and just coming back down to realizing you're part of the singularity of everything Yeah. right down to the big bang. So, you know, it just, it, it, it helped me be at ease because I always never felt like everything was okay from the beginning if that makes sense um you know coming out with kidney transplants right when i was at three years of age and all that stuff it it just felt like i came out fighting and never had that time to relax and do the self-work so yeah yeah ketamine definitely really helped quiet down everything that was screaming within so that i could you know look at it and not react so quickly in, in a negative fashion. No, for sure. You know, Eckhart Tolle talks about, and, and it's not, he's not the only person I've heard talk about it, but awakening comes through suffering. And it's like, yes. I went through all of my years of suffering through substance abuse issues. And like, it was not roses and rainbows. It was really awful Hell, when I was yeah. going through everything. But like, now I get to be that light at the end of the tunnel for other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, cool. Now I get, now I get to, now I get to let people know that there is hope. And and I think that, you know, I don't think I know that that's what the purpose of everything that you went through was because you're a beacon of light now, man. You know, like, like you're, you're that, Appreciate that. that, that glimmer for people to know that like, listen, like, you know, I've been through it all. I was like, you know, surgeries and suicidal ideation and, you know, things with my dad and all this kind of stuff that you went through. And it's like, but look at me now. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That stuff doesn't define me. It can be changed. It can be made. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's just it's just what led me to this moment right here, and and now I have this amazing purpose, and I commend you for that as well. Appreciate. It. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There's hope. Exactly. There's hope, and that's what the main message I want to get across. To everybody is if you're feeling it, the lowest of your low, there's there is hope out there. It, it, there's you know it's not the end of the world, and there's a way to look within yourself when even if it's really hard to at the moment and that's you know psychedelics make it easier to access your heart a bit a bit easier without like i said without all the negative emotion that sometimes arises out of our programming psychedelic medicines gave me the ability to love myself for the first time in my life man yeah you know i hated myself for a lot of years i couldn't stand myself i couldn't even look in the mirror at times but (laughs) when i realized the singularity of everything and that we're all connected, and that the answer is love. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh. okay, I gotta, yeah, I'm just like, I, I, I am worthy of love. Like, this is, this isn't like, you know, I, I always thought that God was punishing me somehow, and I couldn't get, I couldn't get rid of this like stuff that mm. I was going through for all these years. And then I realized that I'm just a part of it, and that Charles yeah. is just a concept, and that I shouldn't take yeah. things so personally because everything's going to unfold itself and make perfect sense eventually. Exactly. Yep. And then, like I said, it's like, and, and the other thing is like, when you take the medicine, it, like you were saying before, it doesn't last forever, the medicine. So that's why we got to bring back what we learned from that trip and, and integrate it. That's the most important part. And I, I try to say that to people like you're saying, it's not the magic pill, it's not the magic, erase everything, boom, you're done. It's, it's, it's work within too that has to go with it. So it's, that's that's it's, the only time we really ever see anybody that that doesn't get what the big majority of our clients get at our facility is is that people that just think they're going to come in and take the medicine and go back to the exact way that they were living and somehow everything's going to magically change yeah. you know as right. cliche as it sounds if nothing changes nothing changes and that's like my biggest message out there this is the catalyst this is the tool to really give you that opportunity to start changing your lifestyle patterns and habits. Oh yeah. No, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's a gift. It's, it's, I would say it's, it's God's gift. <laughs> You're not even I, being that religious of a person, but you know, no, I, I'm God, what you want to call it. I just, you know, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a religious person before, but I assume now that God is just this singularity that we're all part of. And like you said, God's within all of us and, that's consciousness for you. <laughs> you got it, man. Like the easy, easy way to explain it. You know, it's like there's so many different, you know, ideologies and concepts to explain it. But all in all, the simplest way to explain it is, yeah, we're one. We're, and just realizing that and you'll know, have the ease in your heart to realize, like, you know, if I'm fighting anybody, I'm fighting myself. So, yes. anything, fight with love. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Love fight is with the compassion and love. <laughs> No, you know, hey, it's really, it was really liberating. Like when, when you find out that you're a part of all of it and it's like, I love God. Well, <laughs> if I'm an extension of it, <laughs> I, I should me. probably yeah. start loving myself. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Stop torturing myself. If, yeah. You know, if I can love somebody else, I definitely have the capability to love myself. And that was the big awakening because, you know, I was always, that was the other thing, always at service for other people, you know, wanting to be a people pleaser, but if you're going around trying to constantly please people and you're not really doing the work on yourself, you're going to end up in some dark places. Yeah. You need to refill your own cup. 
before you can I, I, I talk I talk about this a lot and it's the martyr role like and I I, I lived it so I'm not like out there judging anybody because like this is I, I recognize it from my own journey and it's like I always thought that I couldn't fix myself like that I was basically a lost cause and so the best thing that I could do next was try to be good to other people and be of service to other people because if I couldn't get myself I might as well help other people but it's really crazy because the truth is is that when we really start to work on ourselves (laughs) that's when we're really helping other people heal because we are it's that that contagious energetic communion you know people are like hey man like you've changed a lot I noticed a huge difference like what are you doing? And then you open yeah, up and you start talking to them about this. It's like, I don't want people to think like, oh, you have to change it overnight. It's all of these small little changes that you make in your mm-hmm. life that accumulate to be bigger changes and they gain momentum. And it's like a snowball running, going down a, a huge mountain. And then it's like this, this giant snowball, but all of these little things. And that's what I tell a lot of our clients is that they need to focus on the small changes and the small wins because all of those small things are accumulating to be really big things. Baby, baby steps. You know, when I was in my, when I was in my healing journey, I, I made a list of all of my crutches, all of the things that I wanted to get rid of in order to like, take it to the next level of my life. And I tell people to do that, but I'm like, don't worry about getting all of them done. That's overwhelming. Exactly. It's, it, it, you're setting right. yourself up for failure. Pick one thing, <laughs> work on that, master that part, and then move on to the next. You know, it it, it, it really, I think that's a, a Christina really hit that nail on the head where it's like, take it easy on yourself. Baby steps in the right direction will add up to a huge leap, leap over, mm-hmm. over a period of time. And that, you know, I know for me, like I was my... I was like my biggest judge. Like I always was so hard on myself and it's like, love yourself. It's okay. Take, take it easier on yourself. You know, it's, it's the six mile in the woods and six mile out scenario. But as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the next and keep on going in that direction out of the woods, you're going to make it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, just to touch on what you were saying, like, you know, that, that feeling of the, you know, torturing yourself because you felt like you weren't good enough. Like I remember practically for for as long as I could remember I had this I don't even want to call it a mantra because it was a negative thing but I used to say to myself I'm not meant to be here I you know if if I was you know because they they gave they did surgery when I was in the womb so I had this weird ideology in my head that I wasn't meant to even make it I'm this oddball that you know is not supposed to be in this universe why am I here that's why I'm probably being punished by God and all this stuff or why I'm suffering so much but it all comes down to, like I said, looking within and healing the trauma that you have within. But the only person that can do that is you. You didn't come to play the game. You came to change it, brother. Yeah, there you go. Love yeah, that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I have conversations about this stuff a lot of the times where it's like we're ending generational trauma here, too. You know what I'm saying? The stuff that our great grandparents passed on to our grandparents, passed on to our parents, passed on to us. And it's like, I feel that like psychedelic medicines are the catalyst to really end that. And and it's going right. to be this huge shift in, in consciousness and, and a shift for humanity to like, that's how you really make a change. That's how you end racism. That's how you end all of these wars that are happening. You know, it's uh, it's funny because in the new docuseries, uh, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, he basically okay. says that 
the reason that they made LSD a schedule one is because it was time for Vietnam and everybody that was taking it didn't want to go to work. Want to go? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know? No medicinal purpose. Schedule one. We're done with that because like people aren't conforming to what we want them to do anymore. And I exactly. like you know, listen. I I we had a veteran that was being treated uh, the other day, and he came in and talked to me, and he's like, my last treatment when I came in, he's like, I'm connected to everybody. He's like, and we're all like a part of consciousness. Like we're all connected. And I'm like, yes. So I'm like, and see, and you know what the thing is? Like you get all of these like older. He wasn't a young guy. He's no, he's no, he's, guy. he's not a young guy. You would think he's like almost verge, like verge of maybe like, like being plugged in for such a long time. It would have been a hard transition, but he was just like, the answer's love. Like, I get this now, yeah. you know? And like, Got it right away. that's how you shift things. That's how you get these older older veterans that have a lot of respect from the younger generations and then you get them to have these profound oneness experiences and you're like hey it's probably not a good idea for us to go out and kill each other anymore because we're all yeah. connected and the answer is love exactly. <laughs> you know yeah exactly i think uh, one of the things too is like the in relation to love i i think ketamine showed me polarization a little bit better too and in, in, in terms of like, I know some people will be on this spectrum of darkness, but I feel like ketamine brings in that light where you see the other end of the spectrum. If you, if you're not started, hard to explain what I'm trying to say, but what I'm trying, trying to get across is just that love that you do see. Some people don't see that for a long time or never had that for a long time. And I feel like, um, you know, with, like you said, generational trauma and all that with family that's a lot of hurt that's inside and not, not love. So when they see that light of love for the first time within these treatments, it, it clicks almost immediately, you know? So at least that's, that's how I see it. How, how I see those, those journeys. Um, I love for at least the first time. I love your perspective. I'm, I, I agree with you hundred percent, brother. I think that this episode was super powerful and I think just your story and, and your passion is just going to help so many people. Yeah. Um, and I do I just so. want to, to touch on because of how powerful this, um, this podcast really was that not all clinics are the same, not, you know, people are out there administering ketamine at med spas and it's just so important. This is a super powerful um, medicine and, and you need mm -hmm. to vet where you're going. You need to see who the people are administering the medication. They need to be working with a psychiatrist or a therapist or somebody yeah. to integrate you. Um, because there's a lot of places doing it, doing it the wrong way. And so I just, yeah. I want to send that message out there that if you are considering ketamine therapy to please vet where you're going. Yeah. And if anybody is interested yeah. and they want to reach out to us, you know, it, like you can go on our website, or whatever and, and and or just call us and if we know somebody that's a good provider in your area we can definitely you know we'll vouch for the right people if we do know who they are just because we want to make sure that everybody gets taken care of and you know and and actually assisted on their healing journey not just given a medication or a psychedelic medicine and it's like okay here's your medicine now yeah. good luck with your life yeah. <laughs> you can't boot out the door because it's <laughs> happening it's happening out there and we've yeah. heard horror stories from so many people about you know, mm -hmm. the, the things, the unjust things that have happened to them in other clinics. And it, it's really sad. So if, if you get anything besides there's hope and 
and you want to do ketamine, then just know you need to go to the right. We, we, we heard a story about a, a lady who had a death experience, because when you're on the right doses of the medicine, you can have a, like a, a death experience where you feel like you basically feel like you died. And then you come back from it oh, and it's like a rebirth. And yeah. when she had this experience, they told her, oh, th- don't pay attention to that. It's just a side effect of the medicine. <laughs> it's all in your head. It's all in like... your head. Don't don't pay attention. No, bro. Like, <laughs> were you there? You didn't see what I saw? When I <laughs> <laughs> no. no, seriously, man. It can listen. No, it, yeah, it can be really healing or else it can leave people more confused and more isolated feeling after they come right, out bro. of these things. So definitely do your research, everyone. Yeah. No, that was your, your guys' big, big thing that I loved about your facility is that the integration. The room, I, I love that room. <laughs> I love that couch. And just being able, like like you said, not kicked out the door, you know, because you're still wonky. You're still a little bit out of it. You're still trying to see what's real. <laughs> so the important part is that, you know, having that nice room where, hey, you're back to real life. You know, even being able to talk about your experiences with somebody right when you come out of it. So you stay with it, you know, you don't lose it all because yeah. you have somebody there to recount your experiences too. So I think that's what really helped the most is, you know, your guys' approach integration and being able to have the right set and setting uh, and environment too is all played perfectly. Thank you. Thank you. That's um, all the time that we have for today. And I want to say thank you so much again, Ben, for, for journeying with us and sharing your experience and, you know, your, your journey we appreciate it, it, you, man. Yeah. We really do. Really we're, we're definitely going to have you on again in the future sometime. Oh, definitely. I would would love to be back on. <laughs> We'd love to have you. For sure. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today on this edition of Psychedelic Radio. You can download our past programs by going to CannabisRadio.com or by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. To learn more about psychedelic ketamine therapy, please visit our website at myselfwellness.center. Thank you for joining with us today. And if nobody's told you that they love you lately, we we do. do. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.